Well, hello there, and welcome to the Eagle Podcast. I'm Thomas Appleby, um, I'm 23 years old, and this is my podcast. So, welcome aboard, <laughs> I should say. Um, yeah, it's a bit weird, to say the least, but I don't exactly know the ins and outs of how to make a podcast work. I'm still learning in progress. This has been a thing I've wanted to do for a long while because I used to, well, I still kind of do, but kind of lost a bit of the passion for it. But I do, most of my social media stuff is mostly, well, most people know me, I should say really, know me off social media or aka YouTube, Twitch, Mixer. And I go under the name or the analyst as Flying Eagle Tom. But... <clears throat> I've kind of lost, I wouldn't say I lost my touch, I've just lost interest, I think that's the nicest way I could put it, I've lost interest in it. So, there, yeah, I thought, I want a platform where people can feel a bit less stressed, especially with everything going on at the moment, just the way they can just listen, have a laugh, or maybe just feel a bit chilled out, or just feel a bit less stressed, that it's not just them in the world that's going through a lot, so they can just ease off a little bit. Um, but yeah, now to talk about myself, for those who don't know who I am, as I said, I'm 23, I'm currently un unemployed, but I'm currently a uni student of psychology and criminology. I find that sort of thing fascinating. Um, I, last couple of years, I've been more and more interested in how, what, how the brain, how everyone's emotions is different. That's what's got me more into the psychology so I, I, I just something about people, everyone's mo different people, kinds of emotions and mental health really intrigues me a lot. So that's what's pushed me to go for that. And in criminology, it's just a sort of thing on the side, a side uh, I call it a side hobby, but it's just a, another thing to have as well. <clears throat> um, bit of background of myself. Um, I've gone through a bit of previous mental health problems in the past. Um, I wouldn't say I'm fully recovered from it from now even because I'm not going to be around the bush. I'm not going to say once you've suffered mental health, that's it, you've, you, you've fully recovered. No, I'm going to be brutally honest with you, all of you. For those who think, oh, I've, I've, I've fully recovered mental health. No, you haven't. You may feel better and all that, but I, I, I'm going to brutally honest say you never fully recover from mental health. I would just say you feel better. And my mental health derailed quite early at a young age, actually, funny enough. Um, I was going to, well, this was back when I was going to an actual actual school buildings, like actual proper school in person. Um, I was little, going to school, getting picked on by um, students as well as teachers. Um, being, I was like trying to get into years, I was going that into year six, and then they was putting me back all day in year three, the teachers were, because I didn't think I was doing, I wasn't good enough, even though the grade was shown I was good enough, they was putting me back into year three because they thought they could. And that wasn't helpful. That put a lot of my confidence down. I didn't have a lot of friends at school. It's not because I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have any friends at all at school, to be brutally honest. I didn't have any, for so that was a bit hard. Um, my only friend that I had, I was quite close with, was my mum who, Supporting me through all of this. 
and I went through that for a good fair fair few years to about 2008, yeah, about October time of 2008, where there was a situation at my the school at the time. Um, I had been getting bullied constantly. I've been there for a couple of weeks. September, I literally got into the school for September term. I think I was about to start year seven again at the school. And I just couldn't knock her down. I was literally getting good grades and everything like that, but I was getting constantly either bullied, beaten up, all sorts of called. I was getting called the N word or go back to Pakistan. I was getting, I don't even know I'm not from Pakistan. I'm from this country. I was born in this country, but I was getting told all sorts of stuff like that. And there were points where I was being called out blue and <clears throat> I did this stupid thing well it wasn't well it was stupid but the thing was I was it was rounding me up more and more and I was it was not a case where I was getting upset over it and I was now just getting more and more angry over it and I did the stupid thing and retaliate at one point f- for this and I confronted one of the bullies and then ended up grabbing one of them by the throat and leave, left them not uh, breathing on a coat hanger so I literally hanged them up with their their coat and left them not breathing on a coat hanger and then fled out of the school because I had enough. So yeah, that's me being a bit of a, well, like you could say, a bit of a, a, a bad person. No, it's, I'm not a violent person, but that, I don't know what caused me to do that. It, it was a lot of, I think, old family friends as well would say, oh, you should self def- learn self-defence and stuff like that. And I was learning self-defence from like basic boxing moves and stuff like that. And, uh, but anyway, uh, my mum went back in there the day after, because she got called in for why did I do that? And then my mum said, well, he's been getting bullied. You're not doing anything about it. You're not sporting or anything like that. And the school brutally just didn't give, didn't, well, didn't care. And said, well, I'm, I'm sorry, but I think it's just best that you, you and your son leave. So that was it. I, my mum pulled me out of that school. And... I think a couple. Of, I was getting homeschooled by my mum. My mum pulled out of nursing because she was a nurse, and homeschooled me for a little while. And then she found found an online school called Into High, and it was from home where I logged in. Had like kind of like what Zoom is. If you don't know what Zoom is, it's like an online class room platform where you have PowerPoint. You can see the teacher. You can see your student. You can see your students and stuff and chat, and you can do lessons, do homework, and do exams. It, and also you did get to see them in, in face-to-face once or twice a year at the, what they called the entire weekend. And that was that was good. And I was there from 2008 to, to 2013. Yeah, 2013 it was. I was, trying, I was trying to think. It was 2013. So what happened? Um, not, not, nothing happened drastically. I was doing... Quite well, was studying well, getting good grades, wasn't getting bullied, of having friends who I occasionally talk to on social media, not all the time. My mum was quite strict with me being on, or constantly being on my iPod with social media, but that's not exactly a bad thing. I was, I, I could say I was, I don't know, I would say I was quite hooked onto social media. I was like constantly either texting someone or someone would always wanted to call me on MSN. Yeah, back this is going back to the MSN days. If anyone remembers the MSN Messenger, yeah. So, and everything was going well, and um, then 2012 happened, and that was where things slowly went further down for me, I guess. Um, the beginning of the year was alright, 
we came to around June, July, not so great. Um, basically, what had happened, um, my nan, um, my dad's mum, who was over 100 years old, um, she had, we had a call, she had fallen in on the kitchen floor at a flat, and um, that she needed to have an operation, like I said, on her, I think it was her, her hip. And it was a case of it was going to be 50-50 if she'll pull through it because of how old and weak she is. And they said, so my dad decided, oh, yeah, let's go ahead and still go ahead and do it. So they went ahead and done it and she pulled through. But what was upsetting about that was a couple of weeks later, as the doctor said, she might, she may have pulled through, but she's not going to, she's going to slowly phase, slowly go because she's not going to start, start remembering who, Everyone is, and she's just gonna naturally go because it was all too much for her body. So that was quite rough, and I did. I think I saw my nan once, but I think that was before her operation, and that's when she was still whimpering. Who who we all are, and then I saw at that time that was just before operation. I think a week or so before operation, and then my dad was constantly going up London, seeing her almost every day, and then. Yeah, a couple of weeks later, she went. She died, unfortunately. And yeah, that was quite sad. It, um, my dad and uncle took it, and mum took took it quite hard. I I took it hard, but I didn't take. I still try to strive on, if that makes sense. And um, after then, I had we obviously had the summer holidays, and then I was due back in school for September. Uh, September, I was, okay, I would say my grades were slowly dipping, but they weren't that bad, they were still getting passable grades, so it wasn't so bad. But the reason they were slowly dipping was due to the fact of, I had a conversation with my mum back in late July, I'm not going to go into details of the conversation, but... It will. It was to talk, talk about about like the afterlife and stuff like that. Not like like what's life after death. It was basically just to talk about death in general. So that's what happened with that. Um, so we had a chat about that, and that was constantly on my mind. I don't know. I was more fascinated with more about that than my GCSEs. I was like, why would I be more fascinated about? So I could be studying more about my GCSEs coming up. Anyway, so carried on studying and everything like that, and then. Late October, the exact day, October 31st, uh, 9 o'clock-ish in the morning, I get up in the morning, look out my window, I can see there's a panic parked outside the house, I was like, that's a bit, a bit odd, I was like, hopefully it's not, not one of the neighbours or anything, and um, went to the bathroom, washed up and everything, and could hear some, some commotion of a noise going on downstairs, I didn't know what was going on. Um, I just presume my mum and dad are talking or whatever, or whatever. Came down and uh, saw my mum lying lifelessly on, on the kitchen floor, looking like she was a, asleep. Um, got pulled aside straight away by her parents and said, Sorry, we've been trying for a couple of hours, we've lost her. Um, yeah, and that was a bit of a shock. My mum basically uh, clasped my dad's arms and died of a heart attack at home. That was, um, <sighs> sorry. Uh, yeah, that wasn't exactly fun. My only rock in, in the world, who I learned a lot from, has been taken was taken away from me. And yeah, 
yeah, that wasn't fun. Um, I did what was best at the time after it happened. My dad took it really hard. Like, he got seriously depressed. He didn't want to do anything and things like that. So what I did was I tried carrying on with school with my grades, but my grades kept on dipping, even though the school offered me a scholarship and stuff like that. My grades were still dipping and dipping. And at the end, it was best for me to pull, pull out. And I pulled out and did my all best to try and get my dad back on feet. Not, I'm not saying he was completely forgotten about it. Well, I mean, to the point where he had something to get up in the morning and do because he was just constantly laying on the sofa and didn't want to do anything. Um, that took until uh, mid of 2013 to get him back to that stage. It wasn't. It's not an easy process. Trust me. Grief on every person is very hard, and some people don't grieve instantly. Like in my case, I didn't. Um. Uh. Yeah. So after I got my dad on post, I got a letter from the post. After it was for the what it was called the National Citizenship Service or NCS, for short. And it was a two-week program where you go two weeks away and you spend one week back at your own local area trying to pick up for a community project. That's it. Okay, doesn't sound too bad. It gives me the opportunity to try out something new things I've never tried. It'll give me a bit more confidence with camping and rock climbing. Some things I've never ever dreamt of doing. And I also got to go to other places I've never before, like Ashford and 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 Swindon. And I was like, you know, what? screw it. So I signed up for it. And, Got on and met this group of people from my local area who I've never met all from all different parts of my area. My area is quite big, by the way, where I live, because I live down in on a island of Sheppey in Kent. So it's quite big, but everyone doesn't know each other. As much as everyone thinks we all know each other, no, it's just it's way too big. And um, anyway, going back, went on this. Two week activity weekend, but both first one was camping and then the other one wasn't. It was more of just staying in a, I guess you could say, a hostel, I guess, sort of, sort of place. Um, and yeah, it wasn't so bad. I just had, got confidence out of it. And then we obviously built the community project, and the community project was a sporting event for a sports day event for. The unprivileged kids, so that's what we did in the local area, and we raised over, I believe, seven hundred pounds at the end. I think it was, or even more than that. I think it was, and then at the end of it, we got a certificate from the then Prime Minister David Cameron. So that was pretty cool, and I've still got that out there. So that's quite, I'm quite privileged to have a certificate signed by a Prime Minister. <laughs> um, but after doing that, I decided why well, I want to get back into education. But I want to try going back to an actual school. Like nothing against into high or anything like that. I just wanted to be around people on a more of a regular basis. So my challenge for that was, okay, let's try the local college. So somehow I managed to roll myself into a computer and IT course and got through that perfectly fine. But... I didn't feel comfortable going back there for level two. There was something off about the college. I don't know. There was something about the students and teachers. It was something off. Not it was like kids where they was bullying me or anything like that. It was just something didn't seem right. So, what was then decided for me? I would go to a bit further away out of my local area for college. So, 
I think, yeah, for about a couple of weeks, for the, I was going to another college. I was not even a couple of weeks, it was at least a couple of months I was in this college for, sorry, my bad. And I went up doing a course with computing, performing arts, media design, photography. It had a lot of courses in one. It was a, a job lot of courses in one. It was uh, my tutor was amazing, hilarious guy, Steve. I can't. Uh, I still follow him on on Twitter today. He, he he's um, he was a, a class bloke. Um, the students at the time were fun too as well. Like she had to laugh with them. And mates I actually saw and spoke to them on after college as well over on Facebook. So it was it was quite nice. And at that same time, also my doctor wanted me to get diagnosed to get an assessment for autism spectrum disorder or ASD. And I was waiting for that to come through for the assessment date. The assessment date hadn't, hadn't come, hadn't come. And that came around October, November time of that same year. And I went for that. And I thought, okay, the assessment's not going to be as bad. As I've been told by the doctor, it's going to be English, probably basic, like, uh, can you read this? And where do you think the comma should be? Where do you think the exclamation mark? Where should full stop be? And it's simple maths like one plus one, two times four, five times five, all that. It was all simple stuff. Well, what I find simple anyway. Um, and then I came back in there afterwards after she'd done the test results and stuff like that. And I'm not going to beat around the bush. She said, you're not going to have a normal life. You're not going to have a, have a proper job. You're not going to have actual friends. You're not going to maintain a, a, a normal relationship. You might as well give up now. That's no joke. The assessor's actual words. That's not me changing them up or just basically cleaning it up. That's what she said. I came out of that room in bursts of tears. Laugh all of you want to think that's weak of me or not, but that re that's where it really wrecked me for a, a long while. For a good couple of years, because I felt like I couldn't do it. I felt useless. And... All I wanted to do was stay at home, play video games, and that was it. I didn't want to do anything. And then for, and I was just like, no, it was, it was awful. And I did. I, well, that affected me till should we say, two or so years ago. And two or so years ago, we had a bit of a thing. Um. Well. A mind fart or a brain fart, whatever you want to put it. I got into the passion of cooking, so didn't exactly go and say, "Oh yeah, I want to apply to be a kitchen porter or anything like that." No, I just started randomly cooking around the house, cooking random recipes, and now constantly is my 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 escape from mental health. It's me cooking is my way of escape from my mental health days when I'm feeling a bit low or whatever. Don't forget also, I forgot to mention also, during this period, uh, then period of years where I felt useless, and I was also grieving about my mum. I, I started blaming myself for her death and everything like that. There was a, I had a lot of anger towards myself. And uh, there was at one point, it nearly, the anger nearly ruined mine and my father's uh, father and son relationship. And that was quite worrying. I won't go into de details into that, but... Yeah, it nearly completely screwed out completely. After 
me doing the doing cooking for I don't know a couple of years now I should say. Um, I did obviously a crash course in security and done that for a little bit now. Um, but that wasn't for me at all. Um, afterwards. I started doing what they called media running, I guess. I don't know what the actual term would be for job. That's what the job was called for me. And that was for, for a theatre where basically I would sell ticket, uh, selling tickets at the door and stuff like that. And I met someone through that, well, through that, and I also met them online as well. So kind of met them through both. And not being harsh, she was a bit of a weird one. Not weird whereas good weird or bad weird it was just weird as in she just used me basically it was on she just wanted it was on her terms when to see when to, and she got ridiculously paranoid every time if i was on the phone with her and she could hear my dad talking to me or heard the tv she was ridiculously paranoid but at the end she just she ended things and blocked me on everything and that was that um, I also during that period was, I guess you could say, suffering from backlash. I guess because actually, I don't mean backlash. It wasn't. I just, I just, I, just, I, just, I felt a bit. I just felt hurt over that. Over when she done that, I didn't for long. I'll say at least a week, and then got over it. I then gave up with the volunteering. And then started looking for uni courses, which came to, comes towards this this year. And um, while I was doing so, I was seeing someone that I've known for a couple of years from college, from my local area. I was, I was seeing them in the well. At first, it was just mates hanging out, going going to cinema, whatnot, going to creams, whatever, just having a laugh. And then it got into a bit more uh, serious feelings for each other, and that's where things kind of, uh, I don't want to say it, it kind of backfired on us both. Um, she um, obviously had her own demons, like we all have our own demons when it comes to mental health, but her demons were really raw and strong. So, what what happened? What had happened was after a couple of months of seeing her, um, it was a case where I was going. I was mostly there all the time. I've actually moved in with her. I guess you could say because I was mostly there sort of the week at hers. Um, I would be over there, and then she end up having to uh, supposedly hurt herself. Like either done, I'm not going to go into detail, but she supposedly hurt herself, or it'd be a case where we've gone to sleep during the night, and then I've woken up, and she's gone, and she's gone on going out to sea and try to drown herself or jump off a bridge. And that was quite horrific because the amount of times I've had to, I had to call the police and the ambulance crew, the fire brigade, it was distraught. That was quite shake, uh, sh shocking and everything like that. It was I didn't know what to do, but I was trying to get help by mental health teams and stuff like that. Um, at the time, I did not know also that she had an incident with her mental health where it got it's got to a point where it got to a court order, but I'm not going to go into further details than that because that's not my place to say. But I didn't know there was that also. But 
what really scarred me with that, really, if anything, was one of the incidents where she had a bit of a breakdown. Literally, we've just come out after, I think she'd just been discharged from hospital after self, self-harming. And, she, and it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. We had no way of getting back home. The um, crew couldn't take us back home. And she said, don't worry, don't worry. I, I know someone that works at the car park a, a few miles from here. Let's walk a few miles and he'll give us a lift home. I was like, okay. I have no reason not to believe her or anything like that. So we walked there and this person wasn't there. And then she started freaking out. And I mean, she was screaming and saying that, oh, she, she needs to end her life and stuff like that. And then we was on the top multi-story of this car park. And we were both milliseconds from both losing our lives. Because she was both holding hands and she nearly dragged both of us off there. But luckily outstrength her and dragged her well not dragged carried her away from there and then carried her all the way back to the train station and then waited a few hours for the train uh, station to open up to take us home so that, and I went back like it was cold and everything but yeah that wasn't exactly pretty either and then that was quite distraught and then it got to the point where she was now after then constantly every time either I was with her or not, she was constantly hurting herself, or after getting calls from police, now she's hurt herself. Uh, can you come with us to the hospital, or can you be be at home from Nissan Sporter when she when when she's released from her home uh, from the hospital? And there was a case where she was being released, or well, she was discharging herself, and it was just getting out of hand. And it got to the point where she was just it got to the point where she was calling the police directly, and I didn't have to call the police anymore. Or anything, she was calling the police. Oh, 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 I, that she was constantly saying she wants to hurt herself or she has hurt herself, and then she would say she was at one place and she wasn't. And the police eventually got fed up with hearing about it, and it got to the point where she lied about being somewhere at one point. This was quite rinsely, actually, funny enough. She lied about being somewhere. They went to the police, went to find her, and she wasn't there. And they found her somewhere else, and then since then, she's been detained in a cell somewhere but no that, that ship sailed I, I, I have nothing to do with that individual anymore unfortunately but I hope she gets better mental health um, mental health because she does need it unfortunately um after that all happening obviously this was led me now to do psychology and criminology at uni so, and yeah, that's what I'm basically doing at the moment, and it's quite enjoyable at the moment. It really is. It makes you makes your mind just go wow. But as a side thing to do as well as that, I'm I want to do this podcast. So this that, this is me. This is this has been the this episode has been basically about me. We've been going on for almost half an hour about my my life basically. Um. I hope none of you have fallen asleep on this. I'm surprised if you you have, um, but yeah, this is um, me. This is that's been my life story so far. This is where I've, this is where I came from, and what do I see from the future of myself um, after the psychology finishing psychology and criminology? I do actually want to start up and on a counselling sort of or therapy sort of service available for all sorts of people. Either is it through an app or something, I do not know. But as well as that, I want to expand 
this podcast as well in the future. That's, that's my short-term goal. I want to expand this podcast even further. I want to get more people on and stuff like that. But anyway, I've been rambling on for almost half an hour now. I'm going to go because got enough, this podcast is going to be out a day or so ago. And I do apologise. I had a bit of diff- technical difficulties getting it out. But it's out now. This is me, Thomas Appleby. I've just been talking about my life so far and my future goals. Um, join us, I would say, next week, probably next Tuesday. Nah, let's make it next Wednesday. Ne- so let's. I'll speak to you a lot next Wednesday and we'll discuss... I don't know. I'll tell you what. Why don't you go... Okay, how about this? For those who do not know, I've got a Facebook page. Not for the registration just yet. But I do have for my other station, for like my YouTube channel. If you go on to Facebook, if you've got Facebook, I mostly probably do, go on Facebook and look up Flying Eagle Tom. There's a Facebook page there. It's been barely, there's not been posted there recently. But just write in there, even the cutting box of a post or something, your ideas for or suggestions of what to discuss next time on the podcast. Or what sort of things would you like to hear about? Or what things should we do? Should we do jokes or something? Or if, if you you lot per- know me personally and got me on social media like Facebook or Twitter or whatever, just DM me directly if you suggestions and stuff. Okay? I hope you're all having a lovely weekend. It's not exactly sunny as it has been all day. Or most of this week, unfortunately, down on Sheppey. But it's not exactly warm. It's mid. It's mild. Yeah, it's mild. So, take care of yourselves. Um, I'll speak to you a lot soon. And, yeah, look after yourselves. And, as always, keep flying high like an eagle. And be safe. And stay indoors.